Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I'm Lee. With me is Todd. Todd, how are you? I, well, I am, in, I am enjoying the weather in Bami, Florida, which is going to be 47 tonight, which is... That's right. That's colder than Seattle. Yeah, it's weird. Temperature is weird. This is our year-end review show. I mean, we're going to keep having shows, but just we'll talk the year on the show. Uh, all of 10 minutes because it was a bad year. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, before we get into the Seahawks, well, I'm going to tie it in before we get into the year-end review because you wrote an article on the former, now former Dolphins coach, Brian Flores, how he should be the D.C. and in Seattle, and he'll probably end up getting a head coaching job. So the he only thing I've will. seen, uh, well, he should. The only thing I've seen that was there was some kind of power struggle before between he and the GM, which is well, maybe that happened. But the, I haven't seen anybody say, "Oh yeah, the Dolphins should have hit." I mean, everybody's been like, "That was s- such a stupid firing on the Dolphins' yeah. part." Yeah. Everything you read about it is that it, it was a, a personality clash, had nothing to do with X's and O's or even results, which is like, aren't the results what matter? But, uh, <laughs> you know, but if if he'd been and made them, say, taken them to the playoffs, then the playoffs, they would not have let him go, I'm sure. But, uh, uh, you know, he kind of stepped into a train wreck. He uh, got them back on the rails. And it wasn't good enough. So and the Dolphins basically just basically proving that they just become a terrible organization. I mean, like I said privately in pre-pro, long pre-pro, high Ted, that uh, he's the best coach they've had since Don Shula. And that includes Jimmy Johnson. And I absolutely will stand by that. Jimmy Johnson came in to a good situation and turned it into a mediocre situation in the course of a few years. And they've been at this mediocre ever since then. And they're headed right back there again. What, um, uh, what coach is going to come into that situation yep. knowing what Flores did and knowing that that wasn't good enough? That's exactly what I'm, I've been thinking too. It's like, I mean, a coach will because, you know, they want the job, but it's oh, of like, course, of course, but it limits probably the pool that you have to choose from because sure. It's like, I want to do that. Well, that's that's not good for my future. I want to be a good coach here and see where it takes me. Yeah, Maybe be a GM or whatever, you know. But at this point, it's like, oh, yeah. I go ten and six. The next year, we win seven in a row. Near the end of the season, I get fired. It's like, okay. <laughs> right. I mean, to bring it back to the Seahawks, the Seahawks have the opposite situation with players. It's like, how many players? And there have been some, obviously, but how many players? Say, oh, I would never go to the Seahawks. Is like it's absolutely obvious, opposite. What did Adrian Peterson say? I mean, he's been in, in a few organizations yep. at this point, had seven. huge success. Is it yep. really seven? Jesus Christ! Yeah, fifteen um, years, seven teams. I, I didn't. I, I only know that because of one of the articles that I was reading about it. Yeah. I, was like, I, I thought he'd been with the Vikings and the Cardinals and the Seahawks, the Lions. I don't know uh, the other teams. Yeah, he was with the Lions. Of course, he was with the Titans. This. Briefly oh, this yeah, season. that's right. I forgot all about that. Did but, he even play? But, uh, I believe he did. Yeah, he did. He did play a little bit. But, you know, his comment after the season, best organization he's ever been part of. He's with the Seahawks. for, And you could say, well, he's only with them for three weeks. He didn't have time to find out the bad aspects of the Seahawks. <laughs> but, I mean, this guy, and it's not just that he's been with those teams. It's like he's been in the league so long. Players do talk to each other. Obviously. Oh, yeah. And for him to make the statement, by far the best organization he's been part of, 
speaks volumes about that. And you, you hear that a lot. How many players are still, you know, up in the team, you know, because of their, their love for the team. And, and yeah, mainly it's their teammates, of course. But, yeah, the, the Dolphins are not giving off that vibe <laughs> by, by, fi- by firing, if not best coach, certainly one of the two best coaches they've had in 20 years. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of plays into Pete Carroll as far as he's, you right. know, people, there's a lot of people who want to get rid of him. I think, <laughs> I think a lot of it's ageist, to be honest. He's yeah. 71. If he was 55, would right. they still feel the same way? I don't think so. Probably I would hope not. not. I mean, you see, you know, because it's like, oh, he wants to run the ball. Does he Does he really want just want to run the ball? Yes, he wants to control the clock a lot better than they have. And he does like to run the ball. And they need to. And they, yeah, exactly. But he wants a balance, which is they weren't right. balanced. And you see what happens at the yeah. end of the year when they actually have, I mean, they had, what, three-fifths of their offensive line. But they had a healthy running back. And right. Wilson was getting healthier. And they had a balanced attack. And they they scored what eighty nine points in their last two games, and one of those was against a legitimate, legitimately good defense in the Cardinals. And the Lions weren't terrible defensively. Exactly, but, the Lions weren't terrible defensively. They're not good against the pass, but the Lions are a better team than than their record. Which, yeah, yeah, whatever. But they really are a better team than their record. Yeah. But I mean, fifty one points sucks, is fifty one points. Exactly. <laughs> And and those were legitimate points. It wasn't like oh they just right. ran two interceptions back or something. And right. and people were like you know you see you see what they've done Shanahan stay, done in San Francisco and they they want to run the ball a ton and they're very successful doing it. I mean one yeah. thing you don't want to do is run the ball at the end of the game when the clock's running out. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I, I didn't watch a whole lot of. A whole so lot of the game. hilarious. So, and if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about. Okay. So, and, well, you saw the Cowboys quarter. So, yeah, if anybody doesn't, yes. yeah, if anybody doesn't know what, anybody's listening to this and doesn't know what we're talking about, is the Cowboys and the Cardinals. And the Cowboys were down by 16 entering the fourth quarter, I think, right? And they yeah. score 10 points. And so it's, uh, they score a touchdown, kick the extra point, they win the game. And they, you know, it was, it was an entertaining game. They got the ball back with, what was it, 30? Uh, the whole clock thing at the end, I promised listeners we're getting into Seahawks. But, you know, this is an FC West we're talking about. Um, but the whole clock management was weird. First of all, Debo Samuel did not pick up that first. I mean, it looked like he did at first, but when they reviewed I was like, yeah, no, I can not see that. Oh, um, I, I was looking, they were talking about, I was like, well, he did it. They showed, the first replay they showed was the close sideline. And... Color guy says, it's like, oh, he made it because you can't really see the marker. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. they're showing the replay where the marker takes up a third of the screen. <laughs> Can you not see the marker? What are you drinking? And he clearly didn't make it. Right. I mean, and they should have gone for it. And if, it. even after that was fourth and six, Joe Judge would have yeah. gone. No. So um, <laughs> they, they did the right thing upon it. So they did the right thing by right. trying to go for it, and and they would have made it, but you know they didn't allow Williams to get set. It was all legitimate. There was no weirdness to it. Um, okay. The Cowboys, the 49ers had some weird calls go against them. I thought, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Both teams made such terrible decisions. That, like whoever came out of that game, the Packers. If the Packers play clean, oh, yeah, the Packers they're going to like Yeah, I absolutely will because they made so many bad mistakes. Yeah, but then the Cowboys got the ball back, and the 49ers, of course, decided not to play anybody near the sideline. I mean, I, I'm i just <laughs> a schlub, right? I've watched football my whole life, but I'm not a coach by any stretch. But you just watch enough football, you realize, well, they need right. to keep these people in bounds. That's rule number one. Well, rule number one is don't let them score a touchdown. Rule number two is right. keep them in bounds and run the clock. They just let them catch out patterns yeah. and run and 15-yard out patterns. And yeah. Anyway, so... You know, they're even before the la what ended up being the last play, the Cowboys, you know, weren't they at the forty yard line, I guess? Forty inside the fifty. Easy, easy yeah. Hail Mary throw, no matter where they sure. were. Right. Um and and maybe getting closer was the right idea. It was probably, but it was running the ball. And when he so when I'm watching it and Dak takes off, it, clearly it was a design run, right? And when he, he takes off, I, I thought, I actually said out loud, 
why is he running the ball? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't stop it unless you – but then it's like – and then well, I've seen the Cowboys say, oh, you know, the the ref – no, no, no. The ref sprinted downfield to try to mark the ball. He did nothing wrong. You just didn't let him – you should have stood up. You should have never gone down. You should have stood up, let the ref – and then you may have had that one second. When he snapped the ball, it was zero seconds. Yeah, here's the, here's the thing. It was a stupid call which was a design call because the OC called it. The head coach signed off on it. It's not an audible. They both said that. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And it's like, okay, if you're going to run that play, Dak has to know, pick up five yards and drop. Exactly. Don't That's get right. as many yards as you can. That's on Dak. Then yep. what does Dak do? Who does he give the ball to? The ref that you always give the ball to or his center? That's on deck, too. It's like, okay, stupid call, stupid execution, stupid move at the end of that. It's like, and you're bitching at the refs for not getting there. Yep. And, the, and, and the Cowboys are lining up, and the ref has to fight his way through the mm-hmm. line. It's yep. Like, okay. And, and, and you I've guys seen, are bitching at the refs. Yeah, and the Cowboys are, are complaining after the game. I was like, what, what? I don't know what else the ref could have done. Like, that was the guy, the line just has to mark the ball. That's just, yeah. that's, they always do that. Every play, every down, right? The guy's, sp- he's not walking, he's sprinting as fast yeah. as he can. And then he can't get through the line. He's he's trying his ass right. off to get through the line. You know, it's funny, because I could have sworn that Dak Prescott had run a few plays earlier in the game, but he's played a few games before this game, but he's played a few seasons before this. I th- think he played college ball you don't know you hand the ball to the ref yep sorry dude stupid yeah. play stupid execution how many terrible penalties did they commit <sighs> the niners too stupid plays is like oh, oh yeah. i think i'm gonna get this by throwing my face my hand right up in the lineman's face you think that's not gonna get caught? or holding the offensive line holding pulling him by his jersey Oh my God! Yeah, that was almost so the dumbest, many stupid penalties. Dumbest thing so far this weekend was the uh, was the Raiders guy. And when I watched, <laughs> that, I was watching that one too. And so the kickoff, I don't know if you saw that, but the kickoff was short, right? It was bouncing, and the guy should have just let it go out of bounds. He could have just like you know shielded anybody. I don't know why anybody would have been trying to grab it anyway, but shielded anybody trying to grab the wall. Um, and they would have had the ball at the 40. Instead, they he touched, he grabbed it, and I was like, did he do what I just think he did? That was the, one of the dumbest things I've ever seen on a football field. And it went out of bounds at the three. I was like, what What was he thinking? Clearly, he had a some kind of brain fart, right? Because it was like, yeah. I don't know what he was thinking. And I haven't seen, I haven't been interested enough to read about it to see what he, Peyton Barber was thinking when he did that. But I'm like, you, I don't know. I have no idea what he's thinking. Unless he's Another getting, guy. getting no. paid by the Bengals, maybe. Another guy, not exactly a rookie. Uh, the refs had a bad weekend, for sure. I mean, oh my gosh, speaking of that saying. game. <laughs> speaking of that game. But, come on, the Raiders were not going to beat the Bengals. No, it was anyway, actually closer was than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. So that's they put up a fight, and I think that coach of the yeah. Raiders deserves a chance to be the head. I mean, after all yeah. the crap they've gone through this year, and yeah, he, he got them to the playoffs. Playoffs, yeah, definitely. They should just keep them in place, but yeah, they won't. Yeah, why should they? Won't. Why should why should they make an intelligent move? <laughs> But speaking of the a team that didn't make the playoffs, the Seahawks didn't make the playoffs, yes. unfortunately, for the first time in, in a while. I mean, they've been very successful under Pete Carroll and with Russell Wilson. Um, they've missed the playoffs twice as with Russell Wilson being the quarterback, right? Three times with Carroll being the coach one year before Wilson showed up. Um, but, Terrible you record. know, there was one thing that, you know, a lot of people have been talking about is is Russell Wilson. And not the trade. We're not going to get into that yet. But the or not the <laughs> the trade speculation, yes. I should say. Yes. But the injury, and, and I've heard this from right. reputable people saying, well, you know, quarterbacks out for three games. You know that may have affected. No, no, no. That's that's no. 2020 revisionist, because yeah. the offense was sucked 
when he was, they would have gone one and two with Russell Wilson against the Steelers and the Saints and the Jaguars. It wasn't Geno Smith. He had that bad fumble on the, in overtime against the Steelers. But I doubt with Russell Wilson they ever even get to overtime because they started running the ball in the second half against the Steelers, which they wouldn't have done with Wilson. And they scored 20 yeah. points in the second half. Russell Wilson's injury only affected the Seahawks season after he rushed back. Came back. Yes. And that's on Russ, I think. Well, it's on the coaching staff, obviously. But if you're sure. a future Hall of Fame quarterback is saying, oh, I can play, I can play. How would you look if you said, no, I don't really want you to play yet? You, you can't make that decision as a coach. If, you're, if your quarterback is is obviously wow. heads and tails better than the backup telling you and showing it looks like what you can see is good enough, then you've got to put him in there. I, I'd say it's 50-50. It's on Russ for rushing back, and I get it. He's super competitive, and all NFL players are, but he seems to be like at another level of competition. But, and we talked about this before, it's like when you see he's not getting it done against the Packers – if you're if if you're a head coach, you sit him down and say, "Dude, you're not ready yet." You take him out at the half and you see what Gino can do because uh, Gino could have played three from points his butt. would have been better than zero. <laughs> yes, it's like Gino would have been better if he just played from his knees than Russ was in that game. I mean, <laughs> Russ was awful in that game. That's because of the injury. Mm-hmm. It was and the cold comes, and the injury. And maybe, and to your point, yeah. maybe that's why the coaches should have been, well, you know, I, I see this, but it's going to be, what, zero degree or 10 degrees, whatever it was in, in Green Bay. Yeah. It's like, you know, with a finger injury, it's probably not the smartest move to have you back this week. We're going to have you rest one more week and come back next week. Right. And that's on the coaches. I mean, it's, it's I think it's 50-50. So those, the Packers probably wouldn't have beaten the Packers anyway. I mean, this year... Packers are a better team than the Hawks. I mean, period. And that's yeah. all there is to it. But the next two games? Yeah, the, the uh, Cardinals, which they they lost by a touchdown um, in a lot more bad Russell Wilson throws, and then losing yes. to the Washington football team. Um, and again, and it, it's funny because we I have, like there's an article coming out later today, I think on Russell, uh, grading Russell Wilson's year. And it was, it's hard to, I, you can like quantify the, the issues he had this season. Like his total QBR was much, much less than any other season. Oh, yeah. um, but it's, but you, it's more like this is, this is why quarterback rating is one thing. And what you can see with your own eyes is a different issue. Because while he might be, you know, 20 of 27 throwing, Four of those throws could have been wide open receivers, which happened a lot, especially when he came back um, yeah. and him just way overthrowing them or underthrowing them. And you've got an mm-hmm. open locket and those plays change games. Like we saw the third down pass to yeah. Metcalf that he overthrew by. I think he actually threw it out of the stadium on that one. And then the one to, <laughs> to Lockett, who was in the flat that was in the next week when Lockett would yeah. have had the first down. And I think he tried to. You know, he tried to thought he was playing on AstroTurf, tried to hop it into first base to get the runner. But it was just like it was He had a lot of throws like that. A lot of throws. He's always he's always had a few throws. He's had some games where he doesn't have any. But every season he has a, few, a couple games where he has two or three of those throws. This year he had every single game. And some of those games he had six or seven of those throws. That's the difference. Yep. And a few others that were off target, but he had every single game this year until the last five or six, just dude, do you know what a football looks like? <laughs> because the throws are just so bad. And it's like, what the hell is going on? And it's like, well, let's see who has a finger injury. This right. came back way too damn soon. Interesting that he wears a glove in the penultimate game and the Seahawks score 51 points. Yeah. I don't care if it's the Lions or not, but then he only put like the glove said, on as the game went on. Yeah. He was like, oh, I'm talking about suck here. But in the in the last six games, when Seahawks went four and two and looked a lot better in the last, well, really over the entire stretch. I mean, the yeah. losing to the Rams is no. That's I mean, they're the Rams, right? Um, and they they usually have the Seahawks number, even if the Rams are terrible. That's a tough. Yeah, that's a tough game, regardless. The Bears they shouldn't have lost to, but um, the, the 
181. These are the passing yards. 181, 260 versus the Texans. That doesn't really count because it's Texans. And then yeah. um, 134, 161, but then 232, 229. So except for one game, he, and that's only 260 yards, he never throws for more than 232 yards, and they go 4-2 and two because, right. of course, they're running. I mean, Rashad Penny had, what, 3,000 yards the last six weeks. But it's yeah, – um, basically. The running game was 202, 265, 170, 80, I'm counting backwards, 193, and 146. So almost a complete balance as far as – and that's exactly what you should have on this defense because Russell Wilson is not Aaron Rodgers. And if he thinks he is, then you should trade him because that's not going to ever work as much as I like Russ. That's not going to – you can't – he can't be allowed to throw as much as Aaron Rodgers throws because he's not Aaron Rodgers. Agreed. Of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers, just imagine if he had Rashad Penny for a full season. <laughs> Which is partly why Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, that yeah, Rashad Penny basically turned into O.J. Simpson with, without the murders. But I just... <laughs> allegedly. It's been so bizarre, allegedly. Allegedly. Such a bizarre season. I mean, talking about the curve. I mean, the defense... Uh, Got worse. An absolute... <laughs> absolute bell curve the end of the year it's an upside down bell curve it was, a, it was a bowl i mean they were awful at the beginning got much better got much better and they started getting worse again and of course part of that is jamal adams was out and then the last two games really bobby wagner's out <sighs> yeah i mean not, not a not, look the, but they the started team, getting worse before that they did yeah and the team and I'm glad you brought up Adams because the team had, you know, injuries at key positions like um, running back was banged up. Chris Carson went out in week four. <laughs> he was underused before he even went out. So I don't right. I'm not saying, oh, if they only had Chris Carson. No, no, no. He was underused. Shane Waldron at the end of the year looks a lot better than he did at the beginning of the year. Maybe that's because he's yeah. a first time offensive coordinator. And that's Maybe. probably a, a reason to give him another chance in 2022. But Jamal Adams, when he went out and Ryan Neal took his place full time, there wasn't really much of a drop off. I mean, to be honest, I mean, as much as I like Jamal Adams, but the way Jamal Adams was used this year, exactly, there wasn't much of a drop off. Neal's not going to get the sacks that Adams had in 2020, but Ken Norton Adams Jr. wasn't either. <laughs> exactly, that's my point. Ken Jor- Norton Jr. Yeah. needs to be let go because of the way he used Jamal Adams leaving. Yeah. That, what does it say about a physical freak that Jamal Adams is? And when he gets hurt, it's like, eh, defense doesn't really give up. I mean, they give up more points, but they didn't. The only reason they gave up more points was because a lot of times the offense was scoring more points. It's, it's it was that kind of season, right? Because when the offense wasn't scoring very much, the defense wasn't allowing very many points because the other opposing offense was on the field for two thirds of the game. Yeah. But things changed a little bit in the, in later in the season because of the offense, but not because of Ken Norton jr. At one point they were fourth in, in the league in points allowed surprisingly, and they finished 11th. What does that tell you? They go four right. and two last six games and the defense is getting worse. Yeah. That's coaching. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. And uh, Carlos Stunt, sorry, because I, I know you're going to make your point, but Jamal Adams, the reason I brought up Jamal Adams, because the injury was the fact that it didn't really have that much of a drop-off, but they also misused Carlos Dunlap and Benson Mayo. I mean, how many? Exactly. What? That was my I, point. I, yeah. Eight. How many? Sacks. Right in the last how many How many defensive coordinators are going to look at a six-foot three, six foot four, 280 pound defensive end and say, that's my linebacker. Yep. I know of one. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? I, I get it. Okay. Maybe once or twice, not a game once or twice. It's like, let's throw him a different look. It's like, let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. Didn't they, I don't remember now if it was, if it was Puna Ford or Al Woods, but one of them dropped back in <laughs> coverage. It was they both done it actually. I've noticed, okay. but Puna dropped a little bit more in, than Al Woods. I mean, Al Woods dropping. Yeah. Al Woods had a phenomenal season, but dropping into he coverage. He did. He did. Is like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, what do you hope to accomplish with this? It's uh like oh, here's that guy. Oh, look at that old guy. His name's Todd. I think he'd be he'd be a he'd be a great Sam linebacker. Let's put him out there. It's like, what are you doing? What Jim are you Norton doing? Jr., he looks at, at Lawrence Taylor and sees safety all day long. 
I uh, free safety at that. Um, yeah, true. Seriously, it's like, dude, it's it's because well, this isn't working. Let me try something else. I mean, that's what it smacks of. <laughs> I just don't. But it, the thing was, that's it. the mind-boggling thing is it was those parts of it were working. Right. At the end of last year, I mean, Carlos Dunlap after the trade midway through the season was in 2020 was really really good. And then, you know, and Benson Mayo got six sacks last year and Jamal Adams, the way he was used. And it's almost like they were thinking when they came into the season, OK, we've kind of stocked up on on pass rushers. We're not going to worry about cornerback so much because we're going to be able to get to the quarterback a lot more. And that'll take the pressure off the corners. And we're going to play <laughs> Jamal Adams back for more as a pure safety because we don't have to rush him because we have all these pass rushers. And then not only was the pass rush got awful. But it was like, also, it was like, you have these pass rushers, but you're not going to use them as pass rushers. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, what? Uh, I mean, if Daryl insane. Taylor hadn't been as good as he was in the first half, he wasn't as good the second right. half. He still had his moments, but he was much better in the first half. If he wasn't yeah. who he was in the first half, this where would this team even be? And you're relying mm-hmm. on basically a guy who's a rookie. Yeah. Because he it, didn't play last year. There basically was no very little defensive coordination coming from the defensive coordinator. That's, <laughs> That's what's right. really bizarre. It's a good way of putting uh, it. I need 11 guys out there and, you know, just figure it out. That seems to be their schemes at times. It does. You're actually, <sighs> well, actually right because not, it does not, seem not, that way. That's not true. That's not true because if that had happened, they would have played better. <laughs> That's true. They would have played better without this because Carlos Dunlap would know, you know what? I'm not dropping back into coverage. That's, that's <laughs> stupid. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'd be an idiot to do that. He would never do that. Puna Ford, Al Woods, pretty sure they wouldn't drop back into coverage. No. At and any point. And, and <laughs> you have these people dropping back into coverage, but yet you don't have the linebackers dropping back further than they should. Right. So they're at eight yards instead of 12 yards. It, the whole thing's a and mess. I'm pretty, and I'm pretty sure Jamal Adams would have uh, blitzed a little more, too. Yep. Uh, you know, it's just Jesus Christ. I mean, basically, he looked at it well, like he said, it's like, oh, we had all the success. Let's change everything. Yeah. And and my fear is, and I'm, I'm making the safe assumption, is that he's also going to be the defensive coordinator again next year. That's and we're going to have the well. same results. And the problem is, I, as much as I like Pete Carroll, unless Pete Carroll goes, Norton doesn't go. Yeah, and that's, that's an issue. That's you know like they've had the you know a lot of a lot of articles were written just in general about the speculation oh it's like Jody Allen's having a meeting with Pete Carroll oh you mean like the meeting they have at the end of every season yeah big deal and of course nothing earth shattering came out of it because they have that meeting every year now <laughs> may something eventually come out of this sure maybe but probably not unfortunately because yeah. Ken Norton definitely needs to go. Why he was ever hired is just ridiculous. Because Pete's I mean, loyals to his, his guys, you yeah, know. He, yeah. he was SC and then he was a linebacker, you know. It's just like, I mean, loyalty <sighs> is a great trait in a human being. It's not always a great trait in a football coach, unfortunately, when there right. needs to be changes and yeah. or never hire, as you said. Yeah, have, have, have Ken stay on as a linebacker coach. That's fine. Like he yeah. can't screw up. You can't screw up Bobby Wagner and and Brooks at this point, but nope. not just as a linebacker coach, but Jesus, man. And he might as well be because you know what team's going to hire defensive coordinator, Ken Norton Jr.? Nobody. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's going to make that hire. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully they'll replace him and they'll make a smart decision and, and Pete. And, and this, this kind of sounds like I'm going to complain about 12s, but – um, not all 12s, but just people who get on social media sometimes. But, Some. you know, yeah, because, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's Pete's defense. Well, it was Pete's defense in the early 2010s, and they seem to be pretty good. So it's still Pete's exactly. defense, but it's not good. So you can either blame Pete or praise Pete, but Pete is the head coach. He has to let the – he probably meddles a little bit more in the offense than he should, and maybe he doesn't meddle as much in the defense as he should. And maybe he is involved – more heavily in the defense. But if Pete is a loyal guy, that means he's also letting his coaches coach, right? That seems to make yeah. sense. So because if you if you are a coach, no matter 
if you're uh, not a head coach, but if you're a coordinator and your head coach is constantly meddling in what you're doing, why would you stick around? You wouldn't. Exactly. And how many people have quit on Pete that have been coordinators? Not too many. Schottenheimer mm. got fired. Yeah, I can't think of any that quit. They've gone down to other coaching jo- head coaching jobs, but not right. quit. It's yeah. not like, eh, I, don't, I don't really like this. I don't really like doing the thing. But um, but yeah, just seeing some of the comments, like I posted, we posted something on on the Twelfth Man Rising Facebook page. I actually just took a photo, I snipped a photo of Michael Silver because you brought up the meeting that they were going to have. Um, yeah. I think Michael Silver had posted this on Wednesday. It's like, oh, you know, oh, it says um, we should have some clarity on this. Is his tweet? It's not an article. His tweet says we should have some clarity on the Seahawks, Pete Carroll and John Schneider soon, hopefully today. I took that and just posted on Facebook. Um, what? Mm-hmm. And then somebody says, get those clicks, dude. Next time, give us some news, not clickbait, bull S. And I'm like, is he talking about silver? Or is he talking about us? And either way. It's a Facebook post. <laughs> it's a it's a Facebook post from a tweet. It's not an article, a link to an article. It's like, wow. So it's like, I'm not sure where the clickbait is and who's clicking yeah. on what. You can read it, but there's nothing to click on there. And then, yeah. um, I, so I posted. Exactly. It's like, people, I mean, just, I, I don't, I really don't mind criticism. I mean, I'm not the greatest writer or the greatest editor or anything in the world. Yeah, and yeah, criticism, yeah. it's like I tell them in, during my day job, it's like I told my supervisor three weeks ago, like, if I don't. If I don't make mistakes, I don't learn anything, right? right. That's how you learn stuff. Yeah. So I, I, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, um, I, we had an article say three – this is what the article headline is. It, it's a little bit – I don't know. This is what it says. Three Seahawks that got snubbed by not making all pro team. Um, does that make sense? Does that headline Makes make sense? Sense to me. So somebody on Twitter who I've muted because he's said stuff before. Um, said, posted, he took that article and he said, um, three Seahawks with pro all pro credentials got snubbed or get snubbed. And he said, and then he hashtagged it, how to fix the headline. I'm, I'm like, your headline is worse. <laughs> you got, okay. They've got pro bowl, all pro credentials, but got snubbed from what? The Pro Bowl? The All-Pro team? I don't even know what you're talking about. And, of course, it was just like, I, I didn't. I don't like to respond on social media because it's like you right. go down a rabbit hole, right? Exactly, um, exactly. But I don't, I, re- I guess my point is, anybody who reads 12th Man Rising, we're, we're not perfect. I, I make mistakes all the time. When I edit stuff, I'll make mistakes. I'll, for, I'll not see something and not fix it. If, if you say, well, this is stupid. Okay, that's I don't we don't need that. But if you come back yeah. and say I totally disagree with your article because of blam blam blam, I'm all for that all day long. I'll take that all day long because it's yeah. like you've given reasons for like something something valid. Absolutely, and you could be right. I could be wrong, but just at least mm-hmm. give a reason instead of just like oh, it's clickbait. What what is yeah. clickbait? Are you do you even know what clickbait is? I actually had that conversation with somebody a few weeks ago. Yeah. Like it's not clickbait. Yeah. The article says exactly what it is. Exactly. Like, that's that's what's so funny. It's like don't just throw out buzzwords that you're not intelligent enough to understand what you're saying. Again, I I welcome the criticism. If you if I say oh Russell Wilson should be traded, don't just say oh this is fake news. Say oh, he won't get traded because of blah blah blah. Excellent exactly. excellent point. I'll take it all day long. And it's worthy. It's a worthy report. A uh, retort to what I'm saying. Or to what Todd's saying or what Jeff's saying or whatever it is. So it's like, you know, it's it, I'll take it. But, you know, if, if anybody's listening to this and we post something back to you on social media that makes us sound like jerks, that's probably why we're doing it. It's not to be a jerk. It's to be like, OK, fine. Really? I, argue with us. I don't mind the arguing. That's what the whole thing's about. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're not like breaking first, news. I'll just throw in the, the person, the, the article I wrote. Comparing the Michigan University of Michigan situation and, and what they did by telling their head coach, you need a new philosophy, you need new coordinators. And that was what the whole article was about. The guy said, it's like, oh, we don't need that guy here. It's like, ah, 
take a moment and go beyond the headline. Exactly. <laughs> and, the he- and the headline did not say we need to hire that coach. It's like, dude. Yep. I, I like, love the one. Say something. Take take five minutes. Exactly. To read, and then right. then make a comment. Because if your yep. comment is is like, oh no, Pete would not stay. There's no way Pete's going to do that. He's not going to hire new coordinators. That's absolutely a valid criticism. Exactly. But yeah, I love the ones the who comment who re- and you realize they haven't even read the article. It's like, why exactly. are you even commenting? Yeah. Anyway. It's just there's because there are a few. Probably what a, a, a half of one percent of the twelves, because half of one percent of any group is going to be. Yeah. Actually, I think overall the twelves are probably a much smarter, seriously. I agree. <laughs> fan base than a than a lot of the fans out there, because I by agree. far and why I've seen a lot more support for the Seahawks because there should be. I mean, one bad season <laughs> out of the past decade, and most fans are totally on board and say, yeah, okay, this is an aberration. They can fix it. They Unless need you're the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I don't mean the fans. I mean the organization. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Oh, my God, what a terrible organization. But, yeah, that's the thing. And and a lot of fans say, nope, they don't need to change anything. And they could certainly be right because it is a one-year aberration. There could be more to it. I don't agree. I, I think Norton needs to go. But, you know, that's much more valid than saying, oh, the mod, they got a clean house. It's like, Really? Well, and we've been saying Norton needs to go for three years now, so we're not just like the exactly. one bad season. We've been saying not, it for several years. Yeah, he never should have been hired to begin with, let alone. But, yeah, he's never shown that he's a championship quality, championship level defensive coordinator. Never. But uh, transitioning to positive stuff, there was some positive things yes. that happened uh, um, this year. I mean, Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny, you kind of hit on Adrian Peterson earlier, but Rashad Penny came back. And it, it was weird because it was like, oh, they're not going to replace him on IR. And then two weeks later, goes off for like 170 yards, right? It was like, yeah. what, what, did, what did we miss? <laughs> um, but except for, you know, really it was the last. He had one game where he only got 30-something yards, but it wasn't him. It was because they only ran 10 times. It was against Washington, I think. But um, overall, I mean, the guy finished with 749 yards and played. He's the it was the Rams game, Rams. and he had 11 carries. That's right, 11 carries. But he only right. had 11 carries. You know, yep. if he'd given him 20, maybe he yep. goes off for over 100 again. In the, ra- I mean, that's the, the Rams. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, come on. That's your bad game with 11 yep. carries? That's that's not on Penny. No. Even that is not on Penny. And to me, the, the thing that changed Penny's season, to me, was in week 13 against the 49ers, it wasn't even a run. It was when he caught that little... Yes. It was like a screen pass, and then he took it for 27 yards, and he showed speed, and he showed power, and then after that, it was like, I don't know if that helped or what, but his confidence anyway. But after that, it was 137, then 39, 135, 170, 190. It was almost like, he, oh, he had 170. Well, that was a warm-up game for the next one. I was like, what the <laughs> heck? This guy's a freak all of a sudden. Insane. All of a sudden. Yeah, and like Adrian Peterson. Like- yeah. Everyone can see the guy that that we drafted, and exactly we, we both defended Penny into the second season. You know, it's like, well, you know, things whatever, whatever. I don't remember what the reasons were, but I believed them. But but by the third year, it's like, okay, by well, his 18th not year with the Seahawks, and he had <laughs> for him to come out of nowhere, literally, <laughs> and have the, the the clothes he did, and like you're about to touch on. Adrian Peterson. What does Adrian actually, Peterson have actually, to do? Actually, I was going to let you touch on that because I think you have a. You mentioned Adrian Peterson and the teams he played for, and all I was going to say it was it's funny with with Penny. It wasn't like he just. I mean, he did come on come out of nowhere, but it wasn't just like he was getting eighty or ninety yards. I mean, he was he was getting one hundred and ninety yards, one hundred and seventy yards. It, it's yeah. it's like mind blowing. Like, wait, this is the guy who could have been here for four years. The right. team would have been completely different, and maybe he comes. Hopefully, they sign and re-sign him, because nobody's going to really take a chance on his injury history. And plus, running backs aren't paid what they used to anyway. So no, they're not. And but Adrian Peterson, Rashad Penny himself, Rashad Penny himself, he didn't give credit to Adrian Peterson for the yards, literally, but he did say this guy has made a huge difference. The way he came in, 
took me under his wing, took all of us under his wing. He gave Carson credit, which I thought was brilliant of Penny. It's like with with Chris gone, AP came in and, to, and you know, stepped in and became a leader, which is like I thought that was mind boggling that he gave Carson that. I mean, Carson would be the leader, obviously, of the running backs. But still, I thought that was that has said a lot about Penny to me that he gave Carson that credit. But. He said, oh, you know, AP gave me some tips and talking about this and that. And it's like, what tips did he give you? And, oh, my God, do not let this man leave Seattle. <laughs> I, I, you know, we know he wants to play. We know he still wants to play. You know, when someone was saying on some social media, it's like, well, you know, they really shouldn't bring Peterson back. It's like, they're not going to bring him back as the lead back, for Christ's sake. But they should bring him back. If he wants to play, fine. Sign him as a player. He's not going to make as much as a player as they could pay. They can pay him anything they want as a coach. It's like yep. that's on him if he wants to come back as a player. It's like, okay, dude, but this is what you This is what we can sign you for. No one's going to sign him for a big contract anymore. No. Not not with the not with. Well, the they're not even going to like you said. They're not even going to sign him to start like be RB one. They're going to be like, okay, no. we've we've lost RB one. We need this guy three weeks into the season. Sign him to a I don't know short term contract. Yeah. The Seahawks absolutely need to sign this guy. He wants to be a player, fine. Sign him in the roster. Yep. It's like um, and Peter him Peterson himself. Guarantee said, him a spot. I don't care. Yeah. Peterson himself said after this, he was like, Yeah, Pete mentioned it because he was in his year in mm-hmm. press conference that the Seahawks had. I don't know if you saw that, but he was yeah. like, Yep, yeah, you know, I, I thought I thought about coaching, but I honestly thought it would be like my my kids, you know. Right. Small a little league football team or whatever it is. I never thought, you know, maybe high school. He's like, I never thought about it until Pete mentioned it. And now I'm like, oh, maybe. And why Sign not? Sign this man. Do not yeah. leave. let this man leave. Yep. I was like, I don't care if it's just a coincidence. I don't, if it's a coincidence, fine. Maybe it's, it's in Penny's head. It's not. I don't care. Because what he told, what I heard Penny say was it wasn't just like, oh, you know what? You see this guy. This is where you cut. It was like how you approach each week with an injury and how yeah. you get to play that week. And yeah, clearly, because exactly. I don't know how many times over the last what five games that Penny was great running the ball. I mean, he ran the ball 17 times, 25 times, 23 times. My chair is making a lot of noise. I feel like I have Murph's chair. So, but it's like you, <laughs> people don't, yeah, well, listen, yeah, go back and listen. Nikki, I got it. Anyway, but he runs all those times. I don't know how many times over that, that those last five games where he came up and he was like, oh, he's hurt. That's what we've been conditioned to with Penny, right? Is like, okay, every time he goes down and gets up slowly, he's hurt again. But he got up and he, he might leave the game for a player too, but every running back does that and then he came back in. It was just sure. like night and yeah. day difference with Peterson. And and again, maybe it's all in his head. I don't think it is. Uh, or if it is, it's, I mean, all in his head in, in the right way. It doesn't matter. It's like... AP has to come back. And like I said, guarantee him a roster spot. You don't guarantee him a starting spot, but, you know, okay, we're not going to put you on the practice squad because you deserve more than a practice. We're not going to make that happen. No, never. That's like, okay, fine. Make him the fifth running back. I don't care. <laughs> so yep. For, yep, for the impact he has. And what's, what is he going to do with Chris Carson? Yeah. If Carson comes back with the neck injury. If Carson and- comes back, yeah. And honestly, in, in some ways – I hope he retires. I mean, I would love to have him back because even even the way Penny went off, I still think Carson might be the better back, especially if Peterson can lend whatever the hell mojo he's got going on. Well, you just imagine if you had if if and this has never happened, so it's all an assumption. But if you had a healthy Carson and a healthy Penny all year long, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's, just who cares what Russ does. (laughs) <laughs> those, those those were the visions of sugar plums dancing through our heads when when that first happened. And it's like, oh my god, this is, this is being amazing. But yeah, yeah, his health comes first. Carson's health comes first, and if it's best for him to retire, then do it, dude. I mean, you got money. Yep. Thank goodness that you got the contract. It's like I hope he's healthy, and I hope he can come back because you know the guy wants the ball. I mean, hell. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. But can you imagine? Like I said, can you imagine if they both were healthy? Yeah, 
Holy cow. And that offensive line clearly run, and I, I, I know this sounds like an idiotic comment, but they clearly run block better. And it's not just because oh, the yeah. overall unit does. It's Jake Curhan, who actually came in mm-hmm. and should be the right tackle next year because Brandon Shaw always gets hurt and basically replaced Shaw for the last what, five or six games of the year anyway. And nice. ran, run, ran, ran block? That sounds weird, but that's grammatically correct, right? Um <laughs> really well he couldn't pass block yeah. very well but he's also a rookie he's an undrafted rookie so give him a chance yeah. but it's like yeah, gabe jackson is fine uh damian lewis took a step back but is still a he good did. player can be a good still player look good. Phil, see to me what they need to do and i think i put this out in an article last week or something uh, gabe jackson they need to trade him. I don't care if you get a fifth round pick. They need to flip Damien back over to the right side where he was great in his rookie year and just put Phil Haynes in at left side and yeah. you're set for years. I mean, yeah. Gabe Jackson was okay, but he wasn't great. And Damien moving back to the right side and makes Damien better. And Phil Haynes, who finally got a chance to play and, and looked fantastic, especially yeah. in the run game. And then the, the issue is, and, you actually put this out in an article as far as MVP of a game. Ethan Postic looked a lot better late in the season, right? Yeah, finally, he finally looked like uh, an NFL player. player. <laughs> yeah, basically. I, I was going to say that and I didn't want to, but yeah, basically he started looking like a legit NFL player because it's not that he's had bad seasons, but he's had bad stretches where it's like, dude, seriously, there's a reason that they keep on looking for a replacement. But towards the end... He was getting that together. I mean, one of the reasons I wrote that article is Russell Wilson is the one who said, it's like, this game's on Ethan. The success is on Ethan because he's the one who made the adjustments on the line all the time. So, yeah, 51 points. Russell said, that's posted. Like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, my fear is that, or my worry is why they ever started Kyle Fuller in the first place over Mm. Posick. What are they seeing? That was incorrect. Um, but um, and then Dwayne Brown finally figured out too. Yeah, I mean they've got tons of cap space, so go sign a left tackle. Dwayne Brown's yeah. getting older. He was really yeah. good the second half of the year. By the second half of the year, the season was over. He gave up seven yeah. sacks in the first half of the season. And as much as I like Dwayne Brown as a person, I think you got to get younger at the position, long term at the yeah. position. Well, these one year yeah, fixes aren't good enough. No, they aren't. They aren't. And that's or one or two year fixes aren't good enough. That's that's sure. Yes. And he, he could get old. I mean, he's at the age where he could get a lot older really fast. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought hate, he was in the first half of the season, to be honest. Oh, yeah. That's what it looked like. Yeah. And I agree with you. It's like he's one of those guys. It's like, can we just like lock this guy in at like age? Of course, it'd be before we even had him at like age 27 and just keep him there for 10 years. Cause right. And Duke's a beast of a player, has been, but I mean, that's the kind of guy that you want on the Seahawks, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Brown gave up the most sacks of his career, except for his rookie season in 2008, I think. So, uh, you can correct me. Listener can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure you will, just by saying that's stupid or something. So, um, well, <laughs> that was well, the, that's right. It's quick. <laughs> Next week, we'll talk about what changes need to be made or what changes don't need to be made. But um, just to end the show, disappointing and, and surprising players of the year. I'll go first. So my disappoint, most disappointing player of the year, and I don't even know if it's his fault per se, but my most disappointing Seahawk in 2021 was LJ Collier, who was a healthy scratch for over half the season, but then had a quarterback hit in almost every game he played. <laughs> It made no sense. He went from full-time starter last year and wasn't bad to a healthy scratch. So something's going on in the locker room. And maybe it just doesn't seem like Pete to be the kind of guy to to be like, okay, you're a healthy scratch for no reason. There has to be something else going on that we just weren't aware of. But going from starting all 16 games in 2020 to to and it was again, it's kind of weird because he played. I'm looking it up right now, but he ended up with like in the top 10 quarterback hits for the team. And it was like the guy hardly played. So when he got on the field, it was one of those things where he actually produced as far as raw stats, but there's clearly something else going on. I I actually 
pro football reference who I'm looking at right now doesn't even have LJ Collier on the defense. What the hell does buddy this guy? I'm like, LJ Collier played for the Seahawks this year. I promise he did. They, they've they got Trey Flowers. Oh they, they've got Trey Flowers stats. You know, that was the guy that got beat yesterday by that uh, tight end on that out pattern to give the Raiders a first down. That guy. <laughs> Um, but anyway, it was just like, I, you're just a healthy scratch. It doesn't make any sense. So my, my most no, disappointing Seahawk is Collier, but I have a feeling something's going on in the locker room that we're not. It has to be. Yeah. And, and my most surprising, I guess not really surprising, but it is in a way is Jordan Brooks who had 184 tackles, which is the most all time by Seahawk. He broke uh, Bobby Wagner's record. He wasn't far behind Wagner when Ra- Wagner left with injury in week. 17 as far as tackles so he might have passed him anyway mm-hmm. ended up with 14 more tackles than wagner 10 tackles for loss which led the team um second year player to me he should have been at least second team all pro if he's not yeah. next year it's just a, a basically a most popular competition because brooks is going to be a linebacker in seattle for the next 10 years and could be a future hall of famer so those are my two what about you Mine, mine are more obvious picks. Uh, most disappointing has got to be Russell Wilson. I mean, that stretch. And and it was it started really before the injury. He was still making some of those misses. But that injury, obviously, it's not when he was gone. It's when he came back way too soon. And like we said, it's like he didn't really look like Russ until the last two games of the season. So uh, it's not that he had a terrible season. But Russell Wilson doesn't have mediocre seasons. So Russ is the most surprisingly disappointing player to me. Uh, not, not, not the person, not the effort, but just the results. And surprise, I mean, we spent half the show talking about him. I was like, who could possibly be more surprising than Rashad Penny? Is like, <laughs> was this guy on the roster? <laughs> it almost yeah. felt like he wasn't even there. And all of a sudden, 100. 135, 137, 170. And like you said, that was a warm up for the 190 yards. 190 yards yep. against <clears throat> a, a playoff team. A, a good team that could have won the NFC West <laughs> if they had won yeah. that game and played their <clears throat> starters. They weren't not without people who weren't exactly. already out prior to the game. Yeah, that was that was a <laughs> that was 190 yards against a not a playoff that backed into the playoff, a playoff team that was fighting for the division like you said that played everybody that has a good damn good defense that's crazy yep absolutely crazy i think penny had one of my most favorite moments of the season and against the lions actually because it was he had 170 yards and he averaged gosh in that game he averaged 6.8 yards a carry and against the cardinals it was 8.2 and against the (laughs) bears it was 7.9 it felt as Feels like we're playing techno goal, but um, the Lions at one point he he got. I, I know he wasn't thinking this, but his body language looked like it when he was running. But he he took the took the handoff, got past the offensive line once again, and was like out on the right side in the flat, and nobody was there. And he puts his head, and then it's like he you can almost see him like okay. I've got to start running harder or faster here, not harder, but faster because nobody's out here. But to me, it almost looked like this is getting boring. I'm out here again by myself. I guess I'll just move forward. All right. But I mean, it's funny because people yeah. complain about Penny's weight, I've heard, but it's like against the car, he outran two safeties against the Cardinals on that 63 yeah. yard touchdown run. He's got legit speed. Was it 63 or was it longer? It was, I think it was 60, 62. Oh, I mean, that's, that was legit. And, and if you hear day, the radio too. call, Steve Rabel, he's like, <clears throat> Rabel doesn't even have enough time to actually, he's like, oh, he's, he's going to, he's going to outrun these guys. Is that the 40? Is that the 30? And then he, 10, five. And then he actually says he was running so fast. He was crossing uh, hash marks. I didn't even really realize existed. So <laughs> he's making a joke on himself, but still. It was like, right. Yeah. He's, yeah, uh, I guess you could say he he blossomed. Yes, he blossomed. <laughs> like, which um, I'm glad you ended the show that way. So if you haven't watched Big Bang Theory yet, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what? So anyway, that's our show. But next week we'll talk about more playoff playoffs uh, again, probably. 
and uh, changes that either need to be made or don't need to be made. Um, but you have any final thoughts? All new refs. That's a change they need to make. That's yeah. That's or make them full time. I mean, honestly, <laughs> say hey, these guys yes, need to be full time. Seriously. How many how, how many billions does this league make? It's like, eh, you know what? Let's have some part timers uh, affect the outcome of every single game. That makes, makes perfect no sense. sense. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I, I don't get it at all. Makes no sense. It's like uh, somebody who can make or break a game, intentionally or unintentionally, and we're not going to make them full time people. It's the NFL some does some baffling things. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Anyway, I'll put the show up today. It'll be Monday. You got a favorite in the Cardinals Rams game? As as I was uh, saying for the Niners Cowboys games, like I would like to see eleven overtimes, and just whoever finally wins is like they're so exhausted that they have to forfeit the next game. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> well, actually, it's funny you bring that up because I was thinking, why would they penalize them by playing on a Monday? They could add three games Saturday and three games Sunday. And now yeah, you're penalized by that. playing Monday, right? Even if you play Sunday, you're penalized. Yeah, I'm it's not sure what. Well, I, we know why. Because dollars. <laughs> exactly. Um, but Bastards. Bastards. Yep, NFL. But I mean, some of those dollars could have been paid toward full-time refs. But I, it's I don't know how you are. <laughs> I, I, I promise we're gonna end the show. But um, I don't know how you are. But I we're both. We're both not in our 20s or 30s or 40s or, you know, let's be honest. 80s. It's like that Saturday Night Live skit last night where the, they had the mayor of New York. I don't know if you've seen that. Not not the actual mayor, but Chris Redd was playing the mayor. And he, he kept saying he was giving a press conference about being the mayor. He's like, I've been a mayor in this town for 70 years. Uh, or sorry, I've been a cop <laughs> in this town for 70 years. And then he was like, I've been a cop in this town for 97 years. And then he ended up going like, I've been a cop in this town for 222 years. So that's kind of how I feel about being a and it was fun, <laughs> but uh, it's how I feel about being an NFL fan. So the the dislikes of teams I have are entrenched since uh, 50 oh, yeah. years ago almost. So I don't like the Cowboys, and yes. I, I I don't like the Patriots, but I don't really have a good reason. I mean Belichick, I don't know, he's not a bad human being, but it's just like are I you just sure about I, that. Well, I don't think he's a bad human. Right? Unless he's done something I'm not aware of. I don't know. I don't know. He, he sure likes to cheat and thinks he can get away with well, it. Well, with the game, but he's not, you know. But well, yeah, going okay. back to the okay, Dolphins. Going one. back to the Dolphins and Belichick and Bryant and Flores and it's like, oh, you know, his, the, the reason they fired him is because the, the way he deals with people. Who did Mr. Flores work for in his entire NFL career? Who taught him how to relate to people? That would be Mr. Bill Belichick. So there you go. <laughs> And Nick Saban too. Right? I actually like Nick more than Bill. Um, oh, I do Even too. though they're they're both, it's because he's got a sense of humor. You can tell the guy yeah. off the field. I, I don't I, I don't know this for a fact, but off the field, I bet Nick's probably a pretty funny guy. But um, just because he has that really dry sense of humor. But um, but yeah, I, I so I don't like the Patriots. Um, no offense, Murph. And uh, I don't like um don't <laughs> like the Cowboys because I never have. Um, but, you know, the, as far as the NFC West teams, I mean, there's some coaches who I haven't liked. Um, I don't yeah. like that the Rams beat the Seahawks all the time. But there's nobody on the Rams that I think, like, eh, I don't really care, you know, for that person or something. I mean, they're just better. Right. I don't want them to beat the Seahawks. As far as the 49ers go, I'll be honest, in the 80s, I was a 49ers fan. I, I don't really have any fandom in them now, but the Seahawks beat them all the time. So it's like, who gives a crap? And then with the Cardinals, I didn't like Bruce Arians. Still don't like him. Yeah. But he's not with the Cardinals anymore. And right. I can't think, I mean, are you going to dislike Larry Fitzgerald as a human being? It's like, <laughs> hey, I know he's not on the team anymore, but he was with the Cardinals for, what, 222 years or whatever. So, I mean, exactly. I don't know. I don't want any team to win the Super Bowl except for the Seahawks. If I had a preference right now, I'd root for the Bengals because of this T. Higgins guy who played, yeah, played for Oak Ridge for my hometown team. Um, but as long as the Cowboys and Patriots – and clearly the Patriots aren't going to win it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny stopped. how Bill Belichick is a total genius. And now that he doesn't have Tom Brady, I mean, granted, he made the playoffs. But was there any point in making the playoffs, really, dude? Was Just there any point in that? Think about how good that and, – and 
All jokes aside, how good that Bills offensive coaching staff must be. They came out that yeah. first matchup. They threw the Patriots threw three passes and won the game. Mm-hmm. From that game to a very very cold game again, they destroyed the Patriots defense. So they had a plan that worked, unlike the Seahawks defense. So it's like <laughs> something. Yeah. I mean, you know. But I mean, if other team, all the teams left. I mean, I never really cared for the Raiders. Now I don't really cares. I don't know, I'm kind of indifferent. It's like it is what it yeah, is because they had such a tough season. And Derek Carr seems like a good dude. But um, I don't know. Is there anybody you don't want to now? Anybody left that you don't want to win? Uh, yeah, not really. Um, I don't I want mean, the I NFC don't... West teams to win. I should sorry to interrupt you, but I don't want them to win the Super Bowl because I don't want another NFC team West team to win the Super Bowl. Right. Because, right. you know, everybody made the playoffs for the Seahawks in the division this year. But I guess I but there's nobody I dislike. I just don't want them to win. That makes sense. I, I'd, be, I'd, be okay, I'd be OK with the Packers, but only if Aaron Rodgers oh, gosh, yes. doesn't doesn't. Them. Totally forgot. Yeah, I don't want the Packers to win because yeah. of Rodgers, yeah. which is because of Rodgers, because he's a moron. And I'm I mean, I'm totally a hypocrite. And I mean because, that in a, the clinical sense. I think he probably is legitimately a moron. I'm not sure how how they clean the drool off his face when he gets up every day. Well, because, and, uh, yeah, again, you say that, but I'm totally a hypocrite because I'm a, a big fan of Novak Djokovic, and I don't like Aaron Rodgers. But I'll be honest, I like Rodgers' game. I like watching him on the field as a quarterback. Yeah, I just don't exactly. Like but Novak, I didn't really have a dislike for him as a human, but he's done the same thing Rodgers has done. And Australia did the right thing by saying, you know what, yeah. you don't follow the rules, you're gone. Oh, it's the same thing. I, I'm at that point now with, with Joko. It's like, you know what, I'm done with you, dude. It's like, I'm going to enjoy your game if they ever let you play in another tournament because now there's talk you won't be able to play in the French because France has uh, tightened on their vaccination rules. It's like, no, dude, should. retire. Good. Retire. Have your own little private tournaments if you're that much of a moron. Go ahead. He already does that <laughs> twice a year, Serbia. Open. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean he'll that's he'll all, be involved. That's, that's, he'll be allowed gonna to play the U.S. Do. Open because you know we don't yeah, care as human beings yeah, as the true. United States human beings. What did I say? United States. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Wimbledon, uh, I mean he'll play Wimbledon probably. But yeah, it's just um, man, it's anybody's tournament in the Aussie Open. But that's that's a different show altogether. But yeah, I mean I, I just didn't didn't want to be a hypocrite because it's like. You know, if Djokovic would have played, I would have hoped he would have won the Australian Open. If Aaron Rodgers plays, I hope they don't win because of Aaron Rodgers. I don't have anything against the rest of the Packers that I know of. I just don't like Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, I, it's funny. I, I want I want Rodgers to throw for like seven touchdowns because I, I like his game. But I want the Packers to lose by like, you know, 63 to 56 or something. It's I'm so weird. <laughs> now, see, I would rather see the Packers win, but then Rodgers is on the bench. Through a oh, six that's a good point. That would be awesome. That would be fun. Jordan that Love be comes fun. in. Yeah, Jordan Love takes them to the Super Bowl, and then Aaron Rodgers goes off into the sunset. That's winds right. up playing for the Jets. That's <laughs> he, right. He can, he can be just like Brett Farr. That's right. And just wind yeah, up his career. Is, takes, like takes Rodgers' place. You know, they've got the ball at the, like, what, 40-yard line. He actually throws a Hail Mary instead of runs up the middle, and he runs by Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers on the bench after they win the Super Bowl, and he's like, I just went all Kellen Moore on your ass, buddy. So I, I don't know. I've been anti-Kellen Moore, I guess. <laughs> I just crossed, like, teams, four teams there. Sorry about that. Of the teams that are left, I don't, it would be fun to see the Bengals win, actually. I mean, they have a, they have a good fan base, you know, and – the main reason, though, of course, is T. Martin. So that would be so cool. So, yeah, but those they just and they seem like they're having fun. I know they're all a bunch of young guys, but it'd be yeah. it seems like they're having fun. And to be honest, I like watching teams that and we've said this before on other shows, but I, I like watching teams that just seem to enjoy playing. That's that's yeah. fun as a fan. That's fun to watch. Plus, plus the Bengals would be one and done. They're not going to be back next. They probably wouldn't even make the playoffs next year, even if they win the Super Bowl. I mean, come on, it's the Bengals. Oh my god, the offense is going to be loaded for years, though. Oh yeah, they will. They will. And then speaking of complaining about getting hit too much from Russell Wilson, which he has complained about on the record, um, Joe Burrow got sacked 51 times and still had the season he had. Joint complaining. Dude's a dude's a beast. He's got to be thinking, you know, if only we had an offensive line, this offense could score a bunch of points. <laughs> it 
probably is thinking that. Joe Burrow, who was my backup quarterback on my fantasy team, by the way, just nice. to that my fantasy team that that lost, I think, nine games. Yeah, I think we I think we had the same record. Actually, got hot at the end of the year. I was and I was changing players out throughout the season. It wasn't that I didn't care. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was too. Yeah, it was just made a few bad choices here and there, and I knit my running backs just never came through for me. Well, my, oh, well. my my problem is before the season I hired Ken Norton Jr. as my DC, so I think that really hurt. <laughs> That's what happened to you. <laughs> That's our show. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.